The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's super long episode, we talk about Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and all the changes that Disney has made with their FastPass Plus replacement. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can subscribe to receive bonus content. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. You can also support the podcast by using me as your travel agent i can help you navigate through all these complicated changes at no cost to you get started by emailing joseph chung at travelmation.net if you have any questions for the podcast email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com tweet at us at wwdeciphered on twitter or find us on our facebook page disney deciphered thanks and enjoy the show hi i'm joe from as joe flies and i'm leslie from trips with tykes and welcome back to disney deciphered so we have been waiting for this all summer we finally know what Disney will be replacing FastPass Plus with, and we also know for certain that FastPass Plus as we knew it is no more. Before we get to that, I want to say really quickly a shout out and thank you to May H., who left us a one-time donation on our PayPal account, which she found at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. If uh, you want to support the podcast, you can leave us a one-time donation, or you can subscribe and get uh, regular bonus content. This week, Leslie and I are going to record an episode of Disney Deciphered Unfiltered for the $5 and up tier, just discussing where Disney is going and, you know, are they becoming too much of a money-grabbing company? So we will discuss, you know, whether the middle class is getting priced out. So patrons, you can look forward to that, but thank you again, May, for leaving your one-time donation. Let's uh, get right to it. FastPass Plus, as we knew it, is gone. Now, the FastPass entry lanes are going to stay the same. Like, the queues are going to be the same, but they're going to be rebranded. It's not going to say FastPass Plus on top of there. It will say Lightning Lane instead. That is probably the simplest thing to explain. After that, it gets a lot more confusing. So we're going to go through this as quickly as we can, and then we have some thoughts and some takeaways for you to go home with. So let's get it started. Leslie, Disney Genie, tell us what is this? Oh, wow. So first, we should probably say that most of what we're going to talk about is applicable to both Disney World and Disneyland, but there are differences. We will mostly be talking about Disney World today and note the differences where necessary. But yeah, this is this is hecka confusing. But we, we've, we've heard about Disney Genie for a while. I mean, Disney has previewed that. We've seen some of the, the branding out there floating out there in the ether, and it's finally here. Yeah, and to not bury the lead, Disney has announced that it's going to be coming in fall. People think this will all start in October. October, but we don't know for sure and we don't know all the details so we're just gonna give you all the details that we know so far so disney genie 
So Disney Genie is going to be a service that's built into the My Disney Experience app or into the Disneyland app that is free. It's automatically layered into those apps. And the goal of Disney Genie is to help you maximize your time in the parks by giving you sort of optimized itineraries that make you not wait in line as much. You can tell the app, you know, what kind of attractions interest you and it can can give you guidance and then sort of give you push notification style tips to tell you, hey, the line on this ride is short right now. Maybe it's a good time to change up your plan or something like that. So we don't exactly know. I mean, this is all very like general high level that we've been getting so far. But I guess the point is, is this is going to give you some sort of a of a touring plan for your day that you can adjust on the fly to hopefully not stand in, in long standby lines. But there are no fast pass, aka lightning lane attractions on this Disney Genie. This is just you using regular standby lines with help from a little technological and algorithm algorithmic I can't say that very well. Algorithmic assistance. Say that 10 times fast. So there you go with uh, Disney Genie. What else do you have to add to that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I would just add that if it sounds a lot like Touring Plans Lines app, it is because it is. These are long studied problems by computer scientists. The Touring Plans Lines app has long been able to recommend what attractions you should go to at what time of the day. You used to be able to put in all your attractions and they would give you a list. Back in the day before the app even existed, you would just print out a copy of like, you should go to this ride in this order. And so Disney Genie is going to be like that. Disney, of course, has the advantage of knowing the actual actual wait times in their parks, at least theoretically. This is supposed to make your standby wait times shorter. Uh, We'll see how it is, of course. But the Disney Genie app is, again, just built into your My Disney experience and complimentary to all. That being said, there are also going to be a lot of paid options to shorten your wait time in line. I'll start with the simple one, which is what Disney is calling individual attraction selection lightning lane. It's, oh, this name is terrible. I, I've seen people abbreviated IAS online, but I, it does not, it just does not ring like FastPass Plus used to ring. Yeah, that's totally right. The names are going to confuse everybody, but think of this as pay to play rides. These are rides that you pay for a single one a la carte to access a shorter line, aka the Lightning Lane, the FastPass queue. <laughs> We're going to be calling it Fast Fast Forever, right, Joe? I think so. I think so. The uh, nomenclature meta has not developed yet. On this episode, we're probably going to call this paid a la carte fast pass or paid lightning lane. Anyway, these paid lightning lanes, it sounds like right now that Disney is going to have it for two attractions per park. The ones they've announced for sure that this paid lightning lane will apply to are Rise of the Resistance, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure when that opens and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Magic Kingdom. Now, the way this basically works is if you buy this paid lightning lane, it will give you a return time and will send you straight into the lightning lane, aka old school fast pass lane immediately. The price is going to depend per ride per day and you can only buy a total of two per day across all the parks. So you can buy one in Hollywood Studios and one in Magic Kingdom if you want. I would say someone asked us on Twitter what we would guess this price would be. I would guess that $15 per person per ride is a good kind of estimate to start with, which means like for a family of four, $60 to cut the line and rise of the resistance. Now for on-site 
park guests, people are staying at Disney hotels. You can start buying them at 7 a.m. For everyone else, you can start buying these at park open. Although, like, I don't anticipate the same demand. Like, people aren't going to be jumping to spend $60 to get to the front of the Rise of the Resistance line. Instead, they're going to try to get on the virtual queue first. And then if they don't get that, then maybe they will buy it later. It's a little bit different at Disneyland Resort. It starts at park entry for everyone at Disneyland, and you have to be in the park. Whereas at Disney World, you do not have to be in the park to do it. Now, to just bottom line this, you're just going to pay to cut the line for one ride only. So this is really, like you said, pay to play. And uh, this is probably the thing that people like the least. That's right. I mean, we knew this was coming. They've been doing this at Disneyland Paris. A lot of other theme parks do this as well. Disneyland Shanghai, too. That's right. So so this is for the really, really popular new attractions. We don't know whether they'll change out attractions over the seasons. That's possible. I could see that maybe happening for something like Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland. That's very popular sometimes of year. So so this and I guess we also don't know. We're, We're kind of assuming it's two per park, but theoretically it could be more than two per park, even though you can only purchase two. They could put more than two in in this bucket. But at some point, <laughs> people get mad. So <laughs> I guess they'll figure out where that line is. Yeah. And this is a good point to add in that the virtual queues are going to still work the same. So at 7 a.m., you're going to have a bite at the apple for the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue and also the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure virtual queue, which Disney has said that ride is going to start by operating a virtual queue. So you get a chance to get a boarding group on those rides via the virtual queue for free. Which, of course, if you use Logic, there are going to be less of those available since people are going to be buying these a la carte lightning lanes. But for these virtual queue rides, you can try to get the virtual queue first. And then if you don't get it, I really think, especially for Rise and Remy's, that people are going to buy these lightning lanes if they fail on the virtual queue, especially you know if they fail at the one o'clock drop. Right. And that'll be interesting to see if the price changes. You know, people wait and see if they can get one for free. And then suddenly at 101, it becomes double in price. Right? That that would be um, I, I hope that Disney is not that dynamic because that, you know, that could be surge Uber pricing right there, which you know we all know can get pretty ugly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we certainly know that it's going to fluctuate based upon season and, and crowd levels. So if you you go on a low crowd day when you might not really need this, it's going to be going to be a deal, and and maybe you can uh, get get some extra lines in for not that much of a of a cost. We'll see. We'll see how much it how much it fluctuates. Definitely. Now, I'm pretty confident in saying this paid a la carte fast pass is going to be the most money that you can spend to shorten your wait times, but Disney is also offering something called Disney Genie Plus, which is going to be $15 per day per person, which is another way that you can shorten your wait time. So it works a lot like Disneyland Max Pass used to work. So Leslie, tell us about how Genie Plus works or how we at least think it's going to work. So with Genie Plus, we think it's going to function a lot like Disneyland's Max Pass, which gave you a return time, the next available one. So it worked like FastPass did. Yeah, but like the paper fast passes at Disneyland, right? Where you could only get one at a time and like one every certain amount of time, correct? Right. So, I mean, I guess technically they said you got one at a time, but that's not really how MaxPass worked in actuality. You would get one 
And then you would be eligible for your next one somewhere between 30 minutes and 90 minutes later. So if you, you know, got into the park, rode a couple of rides, 10 a.m., you got a max pass for Radiator Springs Racers, and the return time wasn't until 5 p.m. that same day, which, which did happen for some rides that were very popular, you could start getting another max pass 90 minutes later, no more than 90 minutes later. So the reality was because of the way the system works, you could often be holding two or three or four max passes at one time in your account before you had a chance to redeem them. That's how MaxPass worked. Genie Plus sounds like it's going to work a lot like that. The first thing that you need to know is that every attraction that used to have a FastPass Plus line, except for the a la carte Lightning Lane attractions that we just talked about, like Rise of the Resistance, all those FastPass lines are going to convert to Lightning Lane lines. And Genie Plus, this paying $15 per day per person, is the only way you can go through those Lightning Lane lines. It's, again, basically like FastPass or giving you that ability to access FastPass, except for those premium a la carte rides. Now, the rumor is that Unlike MaxPass, which you could get a new one every 90 minutes, it's going to be 120 minutes for Genie Plus. So we'll see how that's going to be. But basically, it's something you're just going to use on your app. You're going to see what Lightning Lanes are available. Let's say, you know, you're looking for Haunted Mansion. You see Haunted Mansion is available. You choose that Lightning Lane. And then, you know, when you go to Haunted Mansion at your return time for your Lightning Lane, you can go through the Lightning Lane line. Now, we are hoping that you're going to be able to hold multiple Lightning Lanes at once with Genie Plus. Otherwise, you might be in a situation, like Leslie said, with Radiator Springs Racers, although I think that's going to be one of the premium ones at Disneyland. But regardless, you have a return time for an attraction at 5 p.m. It's only 10 a.m. It would be terrible if Genie Plus doesn't let you get a new Lightning Lane until 5 p.m. So we're pretty sure that you know every two hours you can add one, which means like hopefully if you're super efficient, you can get six or seven of these per day, but we'll have to see how it is in practice. But the really important thing to take home is that you cannot go through the lightning lane without paying for Genie Plus. Now, I don't know if this is a good thing, but I guess, thank goodness for small mercies, you do not have to buy Genie Plus for the entire length of your trip. You can buy Genie Plus for the entire length of your trip and you just use it as an add-on to your ticket. However, if you only want to buy for like one day out of your six-day trip, you know, to go crazy on rides for that day, you can buy Day of Genie Plus Access. The price is the same. It's $15 per day, no matter what, whether you have it for the full length of your ticket or one day at a time. The only thing is, if you're going to buy one day at a time, you have to wait until midnight of the day that you're going to use Genie Plus to buy it. So you can't like plan it in advance to have it. There are also some audio and photo enhancements involved, but uh, we're not super, you know, we don't know what those are going to look like yet. You know, they just seem like the magic shots. And then Memory Maker is not included at the Walt Disney World version of Genie Plus, but it is included in the Disneyland Resort version. All right, what I miss? So we need to mention the Disneyland version of this is $20 per person per day. So $5 more. So I guess that's what you're paying for the PhotoPass access. And we've been told that there are 15 Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane attractions at Disneyland and 40 at Walt Disney World across the parks. So they're... I guess on average, do the math, there are more at the parks in Walt Disney World than there are at Disneyland, but Disneyland is more expensive, so go figure. Yeah, but Disneyland, and this is something that we might touch on later, Disneyland guests are kind of, you were already paying $20 for MaxPass, right? So you're kind of used to this. 
Right. We've been primed. We've been paying this since 2017 and <laughs> folks are folks are used to it and sort of know what it gets them. And, and honestly, MaxPass is a great, was a great system. And I happily paid for it back in the day on the days that I really wanted to maximize my time at Disneyland and, and got a lot out of it with its hackability. So we just don't know if this is going to be the same. Yeah, we're really going to have to see. Now, a couple of miscellaneous things that we also learned. And by the way, if you are having trouble keeping this all straight in your head, don't worry. So are we. If This is just something that as news continues to develop on this, as people start using these systems, we, of course, will be covering it here on Disney Deciphered to make sure you know the best way to meet the needs of your family on your trip to Disney World. Now, some miscellaneous things that we found out as well. You do not have to have Genie Plus to buy the a la carte Lightning Lanes. So it's not like you have to pay $15 and you have to pay the $60 for your family to ride Rise of the Resistance if you don't get a virtual boarding pass. So I guess, again, thank goodness for small mercies. Just for the record, you know, when I keep saying that, I am being pretty sarcastic uh, when I'm saying that. But the two systems are not going to interfere. And so you can buy your a la carte lightning lane, or you can have Genie Plus, or you can do both if you want. Like I already said, virtual queues are going to still operate normally, and they're still complimentary as long as you can get a boarding group. Um, There also was a DAS, which is the Disney's Disability Access Service System. They are updating it so that you can book your attractions in app now, but they're also going to be cracking down on people who are abusing the system. But that seems like good news for those who need those accommodations overall. So that was good to see. We have not heard anything about Genie Plus being included for annual pass holders or anything like that. It sounds like you're going to still have to buy it day at a time if you're an annual pass holder, which means all annual pass holders like myself are going to have to decide you know, on the day of whether we're going to use Genie Plus or not. There's really no on-site perk for lightning lanes. Like in the past, if you were staying on-site, you had 60 days to get your fast passes instead of 30 days. There's nothing that is as advantageous as that was. Yes, you can buy your a la carte lightning lanes at 7 a.m. However, like we said, I don't think the demand for those is going to be high until people don't get the initial, you know, they get to the park and the line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is really long. So then they decide to buy it. So I just don't think that that's a real advantage. And, you know, if you have Genie Plus, everyone can book their Genie Plus Lightning Lanes at 7 a.m. regardless of whether they're staying on site or not. So it's a real kind of devaluation of staying on site at Disney World. And then the last thing that we learned is that the 60-day dining window is going to stay, uh, which, you know, we are not surprised by and we are glad not to be booking our dining reservations 180 days in advance. That is small mercies, Joe. (laughs) Non-sarcastically. I think there's still... No, I guess, yeah, I, that's the one good thing because it doesn't cost us any extra money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So uh, we want to give some big picture thoughts before we talk about some takeaways. You know, like I said before, we're going to discuss more about this in Disney Deciphered Unfiltered. I just want to say that we are presenting the system that Disney has come up with, but I'm under no illusions about what Disney World is doing here. They're definitely just trying to make some more money. So my big picture thought was that, you know, it did seem inevitable that free FastPass was not coming back. If you can remember way back when the system started, people thought that Disney would start charging for FastPass a couple years after the system started. And that was over a decade ago. So in that light, this could have been much worse and Disney could have squeezed way more money out of us. 
but let's not have Stockholm syndrome here. You know, in a vacuum, this seems really cynical. It's going to lead to guests spending more money in the parks, but I'm not sure it's going to lead to a better guest experience relative to the money spent. So in general, it just really feels like Disney is going more for a bottom line direction for the company, which is of course their prerogative, but it is a little bit sad to see that uh, things kind of seem cynical. I don't know. What are your big picture takeaways for all these changes? So as a Disneyland focused person, most of the time, you know, I'm not as surprised or shocked or upset or whatever your adjective is, maybe as a lot of Walt Disney World folks are who've, you know, really gotten to love and use their free Fast Pass Pluses. So, I mean, I always bought MaxPass myself, uh, whether I was traveling solo or with my family, it was worth that upgrade. It did start at $10 per person per day the first year and slowly crept up. So I guess the cynical part in me wonders what this is going to creep up to be because it's not going to stay at $20 per person per day at Disneyland or $15 per person per day at Disney World. So so stay tuned for that. But, you know, MaxPass was a great system, as I said. I mean, it did improve my guest experience. It, it made it more hackable for me. And I, I have high hopes that some of that will be possible with Genie Plus for those of us who are more expert users to figure out how to, to really maximize it. But the devil's in the details. I mean, Disney Genie Plus certainly has that potential, but we don't know how it's going to operate in action yet. There, We haven't gotten the details that we need to know whether this is going to be as hackable as MaxPass. So I'm I'm reserving judgment, I guess. Yeah, I would say that because I had come to grips with the fact that FastPass Plus was not coming back, I, in general, like this system. I'm not praising Disney for charging us more money, but I think it's a good system with potential. The only things that I would have liked to see was no a la carte FastPass. And then I would have loved to see a model where, like in Disneyland, which I guess you're losing as well, you know, in Disneyland, you could still get complimentary fast passes. It's just with Max Pass, you could be more efficient and even better with it. But I think the really important thing is, like you said, Leslie, the devil really will be in the details whether Genie Plus will enhance our experience, especially people like us who are really into planning Disney World vacations and Disneyland vacations. So let's talk about, you know, what are the details that are going to really affect how good this system is? Let's go through these one at a time. You know, what do you think, Leslie? All right. So we already talked a little bit about, can you really hold a Genie Plus Lightning Lane, whatever it's called, for more than one attraction at once? So, you know, if that return time isn't for four hours later, are they going to let you start amassing access to other attractions during that four-hour window at some point and and what will that next time be will it be 90 minutes like max pass will it be two hours like the old fast pass we don't know i could say right now that if you can only hold one ride at a time genie plus is garbage because you know note that's how disability access service works joe it's one at a time it is but you don't have to pay for disability access service so You know, that's Disney making an accommodation for you. That should still be better. That doesn't excuse it. But um, yeah. So can you hold more than one ride at once? That's one factor. Another factor is, do you have to take the next time that's available or can you choose what's between what's available for your lightning lanes? And what I mean by that is in the past, when you chose a FastPass Plus attraction, if it was available at 10, 1, or 4, you could book any of those. 
I'm not sure if Genie Plus is going to make you just take whatever's available at the time that you want. I think we've seen from the screenshots that you get next available for Genie Plus. I mean, I've looked... I've I've looked at the the videos and it looks just like Max Pass where it says an hour time window and it's different for different attractions. So, you know, a ride that's more popular will show you a later out time than a ride that's less popular. So I I don't think you're going to be selecting a window like you could with Fast Pass Plus. I think you're going to be getting next available. And that can fluctuate because people could can- cancel their Max Passes and those times could go back into the pot and somebody could then snag them. Um but it was it was not super, super volatile. Yeah, so we're really going to see, need to see how that's in practice because if I can get a lightning lane for 15 minutes from now and then book another one after I've ridden that ride, not like wait two hours as long as I've ridden it, then, you know, there's a lot of potential there. So we'll see how that goes. What's the next thing, Leslie? So, well, the other thing is, can you choose a time for your lightning lane a la carte attractions? So, you know, separate from Genie Plus, is this something if you're buying at 7 a.m. in your in your room and you think, oh, gosh, I want to ride Rise of the Resistance and I really want to ride it at 2 p.m. because I know I'll be done with my dining reservation and this is perfect and I'll be in the right place. Can you book a time for that? Or is that something that Disney's going to be assigning you to? I don't think we know about that yet, do we? No. So I think that's another big factor. Sticking with the a la carte attractions, are there going to be more than two per park? Because once you get past two, I think it starts getting very nickel and dimey. And I think two premium attractions per park is as fair as I think this system can be. And then, you know, you added in a great question, like, will this change with the seasons? Like at Disneyland, Haunted Mansion always has the Christmas overlay. Is that going to be a individual attraction selection for Christmas season, for example. And then of course, how much is the price going to be? So that's another big one. Another factor that we are waiting to see, and we'll probably trust Len from Touring Plans to break this down, but what's the line usage going to be between Lightning Lane and Standby? For FastPass, it used to be like 80% of the people on the attraction were coming from the FastPass lane. So for every four people that came in from the fast pass lane one person would come from the standby lane so you know what is that breakdown of line usage going to be because if there's less people in the lightning lanes then still kind of everyone's going to be going through them faster another question is joe you know we talked about there's not really a a big benefit to this for on-property hotel guests so so what on-site perks are left really with fast pass plus the 60-day window being gone i guess it's just the 30 minute extra magic morning that is coming out soon the the early entry and i guess for the deluxe hotel guests the 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 late night extra time so this is a a big question for those people looking to pay the big bucks for on site right yeah i mean i think we're gonna need to let things settle out for a couple months and then perhaps do some research of our own but it it is time for us to reevaluate whether someone should stay on site or not or what factors they should be thinking about because i think that has really changed since uh before the pandemic and then the final factor that we are monitoring to see how good the system is going to be is how many people are going to buy it and are they going to use it differently the way max pass was not everyone bought it and then when people bought max pass at disneyland it would change the way that they toured and so this is one of those i've been rereading jurassic park this is just chaos theory we don't know what it's going to be like but once people start buying it and we see the patterns of usage you know that will really change kind of what the value is for this genie plus so 
We are going to close out this episode with an extended Disney do and don't section, which really is just going to be a framework for us to give our Disney genie takeaways what you need to know since this has been more so than normal drinking from a fire hose. So let's take these one at a time. Why don't you kick us off with the first of our Disney do's and don'ts for Disney Genie Plus. Okay, so you really do need a smartphone at Disney parks now. I mean, I think most people have been bringing one for quite some time. And I'm not really sure how Disney's going to handle people who don't have them. I haven't heard a lot lately about how Disney handles people without smartphones for Rise of the Resistance and, and virtual queues. But you really do need one. And you really need the MDE app or the Disneyland app. And you really, really need an external charger or three or four for your smartphone because your battery is going to get drained and those fuel rod stations are not always super reliable and and those fuel rods are not as powerful as the the ones that you can buy on amazon so i think you need to have that in your parks bag i saw a funny tweet from Lindsay from redhead baby mama who said that genie plus is actually a low-key way for disney to increase fuel rod sales which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> fair point fair point yeah. Okay. So a Disney don't is just a reminder. You don't need to buy any of this stuff. You can still just deal with standby queues. As things shake out, you know, we will come up with the best advice for people who do want to spend money on this and who don't want to spend money on this. But just a reminder that you don't need to spend any extra on this right now, as long as you can deal with the standby queues. And part of that is, you know, if you're going during off peak time, the standby queues like this week uh, are very livable. All right. What's next? All right, so you also don't need to buy premium access if you still are someone who rope drops. So the very popular attractions, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train style rides, you can still do rope drop if you're committed to getting to the front of that and ride them that way and not have to pay to play for those attractions. And you can also still use the virtual queues if you can get a spot. I mean, we think it's going to get harder to grab a spot. But for things like Rise of the Resistance and for Ratatouille when it opens, so you don't necessarily have to pay to play for those if you get lucky. And, you know, if you have a longer vacation, you get a couple of bites potentially at, at that apple. So, you know, you can still dodge these. You can still use your early morning extra magic hours or whatever they're called now if you're staying on site. So so there are some ways to still avoid paying this premium a la carte cost because that like you said, that's going to be the bigger ticket item that really hits the wallets of families when you're talking maybe $15 per person for one attraction. Yeah. And then the next thing is we really think that you do need to reevaluate whether staying on site is worth it. If you can stay at a hotel off site that is say $60 cheaper per night and then upgrade to Genie Plus for $60, you know, you're spending the same amount, but are you going to end up with a better experience from that? Now, like I said, this is still kind of developing. We need to figure this out for ourselves, but rest assured as we are figuring this out, uh, we will let you know what we are thinking, how our thinking is evolving. All right, two more. You take the penultimate. All right, you do need to be patient <laughs> as we see how this rolls out, what these changes are, figure out how to maximize our experiences. There are a lot more details that are going to be coming out. There are going to be a lot more details that we don't figure out until we're in the parks using it for ourselves. And then there may be things that Disney tweaks or certainly technical hiccups. I fully, fully anticipate 
technical hiccups. Um, for that reason, I'm really hoping they don't launch this on October 1st, on the first day of the 50th, because I think that's a recipe for disaster. So we'll see. Yep. And then the final Disney do or don't, and this is the most important one, you don't and you should not take your inevitable frustrations with this new system and the probably, let's be honest with ourselves, going to be broken My Disney Experience app. Do not take your frustrations out on the cast members, the frontline cast members. They did not make this policy. They did not come up with Genie Plus. It is not their fault that Disney is taking more money from us. So please do not take out your frustrations on them. And remember, you know, you catch more flies with honey than um, whatever the v- saying is. Vinegar. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm a Southern, so that's my, like, mantra, right? Yeah, but they've been through, I mean, goodness, they've been through a lot. This is a lot for the cast members, like, with mask enforcement for this past year and, and low staffing and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And now we're piling this on top of them. And Godspeed to the folks at City Hall. <laughs> Yes, yes. So give them a break, please. All right. This has been a longer episode. I mean, in a lot of ways, this is Leslie, this was our Super Bowl. Okay, we've been waiting for like half a year, a year for this. So <laughs> we were um, running, we were running out of episode ideas. And they just dropped this gift into our lap, lap Joe, right? Yes, oh, yes. Geez. <laughs> yes. This is months and months of content to come. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> we really should thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Remember. No. It is what it is. You know, they've come up with this new system. We're here to help you navigate and figure it out as best you can as we try to navigate and figure it out as best as we can. So, of course, keep it here at Disney Deciphered and we will do our best to help you and your family plan the least stressful and least costly Disney vacation possible. Although least costly is becoming a bit of an impossibility at Disney World these days. If you have questions or things that you want to share with us or aspects that you think we might have missed about lightning lane disney genie disney genie plus please let us know disney deciphered at gmail.com you can tweet at us at wdw deciphered on twitter or you can find us on our facebook page disney deciphered thank you so much everyone for listening and for bearing with us on this super long and information dense episode leslie thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and i will see you i don't know where i'm going to see you we're, we're going to have to make spreadsheets or whatever to figure this all out We just got to do it, Leslie. That's right. Thanks, Jim.